0: On uh, the word homophobic and uh, homophobia, uh, my question is, is, it real or perceived? Uh, well, I think, to be honest with part. you, it's rhetorical
1: terrorism is what it is. It's an attempt to silence discussion, honest, open, scholarly discussion of a subject. It's an attempt to shut down both sides to an issue by name-calling. Yes. Uh homophobia is not a scientific description it has no correlation in terms of objective analysis of people psychologically biologically whatever and it's actually used two different ways um, a person is homophobic has a fear of homosexuality either in the sense that they fear people who are homosexuals or and this is the more malicious cutting way of using it you're fearful that you might have those feelings inside yourself and you can't deal with them but all of that is nothing more but name calling it has it has no analysis or objective scientific basis
0: very good that number again to call in here we're dealing with the topic of homosexuality and um, our number here at the station is six nine seven 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 you can direct your questions to our um, operators they're standing by the telephones and they'll uh, bring them in here and direct them to either doctor Bonson, or uh, Pastor Crocker, and be happy to uh, answer your questions on this subject matter. 697-7777, this is WSEB 91.3 FL. Of course, the, um, the states have been on charge of late uh, because of the new, the recent, uh, uh, new administration, and uh, that is of uh, the topic of civil rights. For homosexuals, and uh, what does the Bible have to say uh, have to say on that subject matter?
1: Well, I think um, again, I, I would encourage your readers to to pick up my book uh, because I have a chapter on the social response to homosexuality, which is somewhat unique. There are other evangelical books on the market dealing with homosexuality and calling it a sin and calling the church to preach that. Um, but I don't know of any other book. Uh, by an evangelical, known teacher anyway, that bites the bullet and says, we ought to take a stand against homosexuality in society as well. It is not a civil right. And I do argue that in my book, very simply. I can't go over all of it right now. But um, when we say that someone has a right, what we are claiming is that others have a duty toward that person to respect their doing what they're doing and not to treat them in a detrimental way or uh, to regard them adversely. Now, if God tells me I should regard something adversely and that I should try to stay away from it, not encourage it, so forth, the person who does those things, whatever they may be, you know, it may be thievery, cannibalism, you name it, the person who does those things does not then have a right to do those things we have to understand that if if god hasn't said i have a duty to respect that person doing things i disagree with then they do not have the right god has said that people have got to be respected in their beliefs and what they say we believe in free speech we believe in free religion well freedom to worship as your conscience tells you and so forth and we think that god teaches us that um but we are not under obligation to consider something that is abominable in the eyes of God as neutral. So um, at this point it might sound like Christians should be against rights to sin anywhere, in any kind of sin that we're talking about. But that isn't true either. So I want to pull back from this a bit. There are some sins which, though they are sins and will be dealt with by God, are not dealt with by the state. For instance, my gossiping is not to be dealt with by the state, my overeating is not to be dealt with by the state, Uh, you know, my my being grouchy because I haven't had enough sleep is not to be dealt with by the state, or the lust of my heart is not to be dealt with by the state. They can't objectively deal with that anyway. So we do not want to take the position as Christians that the state can punish any sin whatsoever. Well, then the natural question is, what sins can the state, or what sins made the state punish? My own um, conviction on that is that that's why God gave us, it. well, it's one of the reasons why God gave us his word, to, to give us direction in all areas of life, including telling civil magistrates what they ought to enforce and also telling them, you don't go any further than that because you're not God. Now let's come back to homosexuality. I've, I've laid out a framework here. Is homosexuality something that people have a civil right to in the sense that, though it's a sin, God doesn't allow the state to punish it? Well, anybody who's read their Bible on the subject knows the answer. Yes, it was a crime as well as a sin. In fact, in the Old Testament, it was a capital crime. It was so bad, God said blood guilt upon them they are to die for engaging in that kind of thing and uh, not all Christians would say that's what we should do today some people would say we should we don't have to get into that debate we all have to agree God says it's not something you have the civil freedom to engage in as though the state shouldn't do anything about it now if the state has the right to punish homosexuals it just stands to reason the state doesn't have to tolerate them in the military
0: very good. You know, you're you're taking my questions really. <laughs> ask you—that was going to be one of my, my questions. This is true, absolutely.
1: In the same way, if, um, I'm I'm not trying to do this as a, a rhetorical trick and just liken homosexuals to something uh, that people find um, disgusting. But if what the Bible says is true that homosexuality is disgusting, it is sinful and criminal in the eyes of God, then consider another alternative. What if if we had a group of people in our culture who said cannibalism ought to be tolerated? Now, we're not saying that you have to have those dietary preferences, but if if people are willing to uh, give permission to have their cadavers sold after death, you know, we're not talking about murdering people to eat their bodies, but, you know, going to the morgue and buying a body so that you can have dinner for the next, you know a few weeks whatever people might argue we have a civil right you can't restrict our freedom on that now what would even the non-christian public say about that They say, you don't have a right to do things which are considered abhorrent or criminal in our culture. Now, if somebody who was a cannibal went and wanted to sign up for the military and was very bold about it and said, look, I'm a cannibal and I'm a good American and I can serve the military well and so forth, I don't even think unbelievers would have difficulty saying, no, this person shouldn't serve. Now, by using that kind of analogy or illustration, maybe it helps the unbeliever, to some degree, understand why the Christian takes the position he or she does. Mm -hmm. Because from our standpoint, the same repulsion, moral repulsion, not just aesthetic or personal, the same moral repulsion they feel toward cannibalism, we feel um, toward homosexuality, and we think God's Word teaches that. And so if we feel that way, then we're
0: obviously not going to support homosexuals in the military. You know what I find uh, interesting, and that is going back to the foundations our, of our country. And we look at the Word of God was our foundational block. And uh, we set up our laws on God's laws. That's right. And so we've gone, you know, the pendulum is swung the other way. We're so far removed from that now, or pretty close to it, that we've uh, just totally ignored or forgotten. Uh, those are our building blocks. Those are our guidelines. And... Uh, We've listened to uh, the secular press and the liberals out there to just say, you know, don't, don't believe that. Uh, this is uh, New Age thinking here. You know, we, we need to go in this direction yeah. now. Well,
1: actually, John, the hostility toward biblical laws is so great that I actually know people who say explicitly, we have the freedom to have any laws we want except laws that are taken from the Bible. You know, you, you can have laws which are outside the Bible, you can have laws which are against the Bible, but you cannot have laws that are taken from the Bible. Well, of course, in a free country, you should be able to have any laws you want. And if enough people got together and agreed with biblical law, we should be able to have that be the law of the land. That's right. Which it has been for years and years, and we're just now eroding,
0: you know, taking it away, slowly but surely. We have, uh, the telephones have been ringing uh, just a few minutes ago, and that's good. Our number here is six nine seven 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 seven. If you have a question concerning the topic of homosexuality, and we're looking at it from a biblical view, we have Doctor Bonson here, and also Pastor Crocker from the First Presbyterian Church of Northport, and I'd be glad to answer your questions concerning this subject matter. Well, we have our first question, I believe, coming in. Uh, uh, the yeah,
1: there may be a little bit of difficulty in deciphering
0: in it. Right. We have um, we have a caller,
1: um, a veteran from World War II who was discharged, and has a certified disability, but is not allowed benefits for it. And I think the question is, if homosexuals are allowed in the service, how will that affect um, <laughs> uh, illnesses that may be connected? Uh, economic impact and and that sort of thing Um, interesting I do think uh, we want we want to be fair you know to our opponents and so forth I do think that the people who are campaigning for homosexuals to be allowed in the military are not campaigning for people that are infected with AIDS for instance be they heterosexual or homosexual I mean these people would say homosexuality is one thing but if you've got a you know certified uh, illness that is going to be uh, contaminating others and so forth or if you have that we don't want to have you. you come in and then we have to cover your insurance benefits and medical treatment and so forth. They would probably take that position. I I think I have to say that in answer to this caller.
0: Um, Do you think, Dr. Bonson, that uh, if if it goes the way Mr. Clinton wants it to go, that uh, they'll make this this, uh, point here of reference that perhaps we can take homosexuals in, but if you don't... uh, if you don't clear our testing, our medical testing, if you have HIV, for example, um, I'm sorry, but, you know, it's just like anybody else that has a problem, we have to turn them away. Do you think that's what they're going to use for a rule of thumb here?
1: Well, I think they will say that in order to sell the policy to the American public so that we don't have the fears and, yeah. and uh, so forth. We're being cautious, they're trying to tell us. And uh, to that, I, one, want to say they probably are sincere. They don't want to, you know, load down the military with medical problems. Uh, We have enough difficulties economically right now, but my own feeling is if you know anything about the AIDS virus, you realize that uh, it's really a gamble when you say this person's gone through testing so we can be sure that he's allowed in. It's a gamble for two reasons. One, because you can test negatively for um, HIV at one point and then a few weeks later test positively even though you've had no other sexual contact and so forth Because who knows when it's going to become evident in the system secondly if it's an active homosexual and we know that's the highest risk group for gaining or uh, contracting the HIV virus, a person who is accepted in who doesn't have HIV gives you no assurance because of his lifestyle that he's not going to contract it or she eventually. And so um, that's why I say it's it's a gamble. It's just not going to... Plus, people have not... I I haven't seen any talk show host bring this up. But this is, in my way of thinking, going to be the real issue. If benefits are available to people who are homosexuals and they are protected in a way that others aren't, I mean, we want to make sure there's no discrimination. What actually happens is homosexuals get better treatment than those who are not. If someone in the military comes down with a disease, AIDS or not, I mean, the point is if, if he or she knows they're not going to question me for fear of a discrimination suit, what's going to keep people from saying, I'm a homosexual, even though they are not? Now, granted, it's hard for us as Christians to imagine that because I wouldn't ever want people to think I am a homosexual. But you have to understand, when you're dealing with a political system, people learn how to manipulate the system.
0: That's absolutely correct.
1: And if they don't have any integrity, they say, look, I'm going to be better off going and telling them I'm a homosexual. Now, if if there were hiring quotas and Native American Indians had to be preferred at a particular plant for hiring. And let's say there's five openings and 50 applicants. Now, don't you think one of the applicants is going to cross his mind, maybe even be something he goes in, he says, "I, I claim that as my heritage. I can't prove it but I claim it as my heritage in the same see that's why we shouldn't give rights to people in light of lifestyle and things they can choose to do rights are granted in virtue of their humanity or if you believe in racial discrimination rights or rights against that there are things that it's not a matter of choice a person is or is not you know a, a black person or a Caucasian or oriental what have you but in case of homosexuality a person can be I choose to be a homosexual today, I don't choose to be so tomorrow. Today it's politically expedient, tomorrow it's not. This is something we don't want to get into.
0: We're sort of, you know, the hour seems to just go so fast here, and uh, perhaps um, both of you can, can uh, comment on this, uh, Dr. Bonson and, and Pastor Crocker, and that is what do we as Christians, how do we handle this, where do we go from here? Okay, we've been brainwashed all this time, and uh, on all the rest, Um uh, Uh, Some of us feel uh, helpless at times to adequately deal with this when uh, the president of our country is moving ahead and uh, saying what he's saying and doing what he's doing. Go ahead. (laughs) Um,
2: As a pastor, uh, again, I think that that my uh, responsibility Uh, before the vows I took from my Lord. And my responsibility as a pastor of of God's people is to, again, to decry, I mean, something like this. I I don't think whether it's our president or uh, psychologist or, or who have you are going to help the homosexual in any way by condoning what they're doing. I think the evangelical church, the conservative church that stands on God's word, has to call up for what it is. I mean, a sin, I mean, is a sin. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're also pointing them for their only hope and their only help, which is uh, Christ and God's grace. And uh, I think that's that's what we have to do. And I think we have to decry what, even what our president does, because it's not only going to put us
1: behind economically, but we're going to be devastated with what's going to happen. Let me uh, quickly add to that. I I think that's the main answer, and I don't want to detract from it being the main answer to your question. But I I think we could add to that, that God's people need to put themselves in a much better position to give um, an accurate testimony as to what God's Word teaches and be able to defend it, you know, to some degree, and not be at the mercy of the media, not be at the mercy of the alleged experts and so forth. And so I would encourage people to do some reading in this subject, and uh, if they don't read my book, uh, please pick up A Competent Evangelical Treatment of It. Um, of course, I would be happy if, if they picked mine up. And l- Let me give that address one more time for the tape, because sure. I think they'll hear the kind of bamboozling that people attempt, you know, they're going to tell them that People are born gay or born homosexual and so forth. When I was debating this fella, those sorts of claims were made, and I just had to point out to him the scholarship is not there, and he even lied about the scholarship supporting his position. So if Christians are not going to be under uh, at the mercy of people who are going to do that, they need to hear the other side. So if they'll write to us at P.O. Box 18021. Irvine, California, 92713. We'll be glad to get them a tape of uh, this dialogue with the homosexual and also information on other materials they could follow up this discussion uh, with.
0: Well, thank you very much. And uh, as always, the time uh, runs so fast. There's so much you want to ask and continue on. Perhaps we can have... You back again, Dr. Bonson? I'd love that. I hope I come back uh, to uh, this lovely area of the country again. Right. We may oh. pick up on this topic, and, and then again, we've got so many other topics they've written about that we can uh, uh, move with. Thank you. I just want to plug that uh, they can hear Dr. Bonson at our Bible
2: conference, which begins That's uh, right. tonight at uh, 7.30. Uh, even though he's not talking on that particular uh, subject, he's talking about the the Lord or Shepherd. But also again on Saturday night at 7 o'clock and then of course both our uh, morning service at 11 our evening service at 6 on Sunday.
0: And the public's invited. Very good. I look forward to tomorrow at breakfast at, um, let's see, what time? 7 o'clock? 7.30. Yeah. 7.30. Very good. Thank you again. This is Perspective. I'm John Higgins.